0: Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson.
1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty
0: good, man. I'm feeling pretty slick today. I'm really worried about you. Why? Well, because last episode you were looking pretty sweaty, and this episode you're you're still looking pretty sweaty, but you're also wearing a tux. It's photo day, right? Yeah, but why are you sweaty?
1: I don't want to talk about that on air, <laughs> but I look good, right? And it's photo day. <laughs> you look good for you, I guess. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I'm starting to get the idea. I'll put some lipstick on you, too. I, oh, man. I'm starting to get the idea that I dressed up for the wrong kind of photo today because our guest is wearing a shirt that says sportsphotos.com. Let's uh, welcome Brandon Schatz of sportsphotos.com. Hi, Brandon. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Well, we're glad to have you down. I've been kind of meaning to get you down here for a while. Um, tell us a little bit about sports photos. Yeah. So, what we've Uh, first started out we were
2: uh, focusing on being a uh, platform for independent photographers across the country to take photos like high school games and things like that to be like an e-commerce solution Um, and so that's how it started out and uh, today we're uh we're Right now, we're doing a lot more in the service business, so we service a lot of events like marathons,
1: fun runs, five Ks, and stuff like that uh, all over the country. So, you, Watson, you asked why I was sweaty. Well, I just finished running a five K yeah. in this tuxedo, <laughs> yeah. and I picked Brandon up at the finish line because he's there taking my picture. They look good. Yes. Yes. We, we made him look good yeah yeah was he wearing gold shoes
2: always I'm yeah. wearing them right now yeah, it. it's always wearing so, gold I'm wearing shoes. a really
1: shiny <laughs> pair of gold he shoes came, today he came in last place didn't he uh yes so, oh, yeah. dude any any distance race that I participate <laughs> in I am definitely last place or I or what do they say is it DNF did not finish yeah <laughs> yeah I'm a DNF kind of guy so so Brandon what made you want to start this whole thing Well, uh, you know, whenever I
2: uh, played some sports, um, you know, it was was really nostalgic about just just going back and uh, not having any of that history. I moved around a lot as a kid, and, um, you know, I just kind of thought that it would be a great great thing to be able to have access to all this data. I mean, the the photos exist somewhere, and so I thought that we could create, like, an Internet archive of photography. So that that was kind of my... Uh, passion. Also at the same time, Instagram just sold for a billion dollars. And so I was like, hey, there's something to photos, you know, there's something here. Um, and so I chose sports because there's a lot of metadata around sports. So there's like the school, the players, the team. And so eventually we can kind of, you know, bring all that together in one spot.
0: So was the original idea to help Monetize uh, for the photographers so they could go and take photos and then easily sell the photos. Exactly. Yeah. So um, and and
2: you can look at that as more like a marketplace concept. Uh, right now, everybody has their own website; they're doing their own thing. And um, I saw this as a niche that uh, if we could pull everybody into one place, everybody benefits. Um, so if like maybe you didn't see the photos of uh, the game before of your kid, but then whenever you um, hear it get promoted, you know one website get promoted. If you check out the photos of the kid, then you may see previous photos of your kid.
0: So I Um, actually have a sports photo from today. It's my uh, three-year-old's first soccer event. Awesome, pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I might have to frame that one. (laughs) You know, run it through sportsphotos.com. I might, yeah. You know, I
1: I'm going to jump right into my number one question. How the hell do you keep track of ten thousand photos? That you take of all these people finishing a marathon? Like, what ha- Like, I, I get it because, you know, every time there's a local fun run or something like that, see a couple people on Facebook, they're posting a picture or whatever. And I get it if it's my own camera, mm-hmm. I can't even keep track of my own pictures. Like, how do you do that for 5,000 people? Yeah. So, for let's just use an, uh, the Kansas uh, City
2: Marathon, for example, after the event, we'll have, you know, 65,000, 70,000 images um, to process. And, um, we, we go through, get rid of anything that's blurry out of focus. Um, and, and we spend a lot, spend a lot of time editing those photos. Do you have Um, to do that manually? Well, we do a lot of batch processing. So as long as the photographers are very consistent, it's fairly easy because we can apply We can edit a, you know, a few and then apply those settings to a lot of other uh, photos. So there's some, there's ways to speed that up. But, um, once we get the photos into the platform, we break things down by the,
1: uh, the time, um, and then we also bib tag all of the uh, photos. I thought the bib probably had something to do with it. So does the so you work you work in conjunction with the race? Do they give you the contact informa- information? Yes. based on, okay,
2: exactly. So they share the information with us, and uh, we use the race information to uh, to, to say here are all the photos we found you in. Um, so, we actually manually uh tag every single person in the race. we outsource that um that process of just entering the numbers of every every number that 's on people um, and then we also like sometimes uh if we know that we see your number in one image, we 'll you know tag you in other images as well so so right now it's still a very uh time intensive uh human
0: process so yeah. so after the race. A couple days later, do I get an email from the race or an email from you? You get an email from us. Okay. When and say, so when I signed up for the race, I somehow opted in for the fact that they were going to send my information to you, correct? With my bib number yes. and contact information. Right.
2: Well, and we have an agreement that that's the only use for that information. Um, you know, so like you didn't sell it to Russia. No, sell it to Russia. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we send you that email saying, here are all the photos you, the, uh, that we found you in. That's been the best way to deliver the photos is just that, that email. Um, so, a lot of people that go to our website may not know what we do, but it's because they haven't run, run, run yeah, a race sure. that we've done. Yeah.
0: And so. Um, so, uh, then yeah. what does it cost me? Is it cost me 20 bucks to get the photos? Yeah, or so. How does that work?
2: We, early on, we um, studied that and. and um, the the stats were only five percent of people actually bought photos. Now, if you're in a, like a really um, a prestigious race like the Boston Marathon or something like that, those were to have higher percentages, of course. Or you were but in tux. It, yeah, right. Um, so th- that's horrible. Imagine you do all this work and you're only delivering five yeah. percent of photos. Um, so for me, I didn't want to be a photo sales guy. I want to be like a uh, something that adds value to the community and someone that like. Um, like, here you go. So each event we do, um, we've worked it out with either a, the race director to where they pay for it as part of their entry, or we work with a sponsor to pay for, uh, the photography.
0: Okay. And most of the so items, it's free for all the races. They don't free. Pay. Yeah. So, so you're getting like a, a couple dollars per participant or whatever it comes out to be. Well, somehow. that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, a couple dollars would be amazing. Okay. Um,
2: and I think as we add more value to the sponsor, we can get our you know the yeah. participant price up. Okay. So but, um, when
1: I, when it, I when I went across the finish line in my tux, it might say uh, Jersey Mike subs down in the corner. Is that the kind of sponsorship? Sometimes, um, you know, there's a and Jersey Mike's. If you heard that, please
2: send the check. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're working on making that better. So, uh, you know, we're kind of, uh, following some guidance from like Snapchat and stuff like that on the frames. We're looking at creating a guideline to where we can, uh, make sure that it's, it's still visually aesthetic. And then it only takes up a certain percentage of the frame and, you know, um, and that it adds value doesn't take away. Um, so a lot of times this combination of the race, having some promo or, you know, a, a spot on there and then as well as a spot the sponsor on there.
0: It still seems like you could charge the consumer extra.
2: Yeah, so they can order prints, um, but when okay. you're giving
1: away free high resolution downloads, we don't really sell out lot of prints. Okay, yeah. I guess that would make sense. So that sounds like a lot of data, and you know, I, I yesterday through the camera on my Mac, I recorded a 90 second video, and it was a gig. <laughs> right now. I know that now. For those of you listening outside of Kansas City, uh, several years ago, Google Fiber came and strung up some high-speed internet uh, all around town. Um, was that one of the things that made made it all a lot easier for you? Because I know you live down yeah. in the uh, what we refer to as the startup village, right? Yeah. So that, that, that's what actually brought me to Kansas City. Um, I didn't. He's it, the one guy. I am. I am oh, the one, one guy, guy. That was <laughs> one of the reasons we moved here, <laughs> even though we never used it. Wow. Yeah. There's two of you. Yeah. Yeah, so we were uploading at that time,
2: you know, 30 gigs was a lot to us. And so I was paying for the best internet to get to the cable company. I didn't want to commit to a you know five year agreement with a fiber provider, you know. So,
0: um, you roll
2: into Starbucks, use the Wi Fi. Not at all. You know, like, so, so at that time, like one gig, you know, uh, you were pretty much uploading one gig per hour. So, um, yeah, so slow. Now on uh, Google Fiber, you're talking about, you know about 2 gigs per minute you know so
1: that's crazy you know, Change it's, the game instead yeah.
2: of 30 to 40 hours upload 30 gig you're talking about 15
1: minutes 20 minutes and from the comfort of your own home yeah no doubt and i it you know you've talked to i talked to a lot of people or you know we all do about different internet speeds and everyone's obsessed with the download speed and you know sometimes you'd run into these internet service providers and they get this you know really fast download and then they've got like you know five megabytes per second upstream and and i think that i've really learned being someone who makes videos a lot and does different stuff like that i've really learned to appreciate the value of fast bandwidth going upstream because like you said like um, it's usually yeah. an afterthought. Yeah, video takes a huge amount. It's you know, just basically yeah. a ton of pictures. And it well, like, was, it's important in our office here, so we can push code. Yeah. Right? We gotta upload code to the yeah. to the cloud, like as fast as possible. Well, like, yeah, yesterday in Gigabook, we were at our office overseas, we had to download a 20 gig file. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> um, but you know, it wasn't super fast. And those are the times you start to realize. And you know, it seems like data is is swelling in a lot of regards and, you know, some of it's a lot more compressed. So what were some of the, uh, you know, we like to talk about the problems that our businesses and our guest businesses have. Uh, what were some of the things you encountered and had to deal with along the way? So, uh, initially, you know, whenever you're
2: trying to build a marketplace and you're trying to like, you know, you know, our, our, the take, our take would be 20%. We would pay the photographers 80% of whatever sold. That was the initial idea. And when you're making twenty percent on you know fifteen dollar sales, you know you need a lot of volume in order to make any kind of substantial business. And so that was that was kind of a you know a, a tough thing for it to accept. And and I still consider like what we're doing as a temporary solution. You know, having these uh, being a photo service like company um, is still temporary as we continue to grow that network. So. Just scaling something fast enough uh, to actually create a market marketplace to get enough um, momentum to to get to where a point where everybody like you know accepts what your idea is um, and uh, so we, we just tested that early on and we quickly pivoted. but uh,
1: I, I guess um, so you found that that particular margin on top of every sale wasn't gonna work, right? Yeah, okay
2: and 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 now um- actually here's another thing how many high schoolers do you know that have credit cards you know so like you're actually let's let's say for the big mass um market you know high schoolers don't have credit cards they just want the photos take it to social media and so it's important that we have a free model um and and um yeah actually another problem that we've had is um that even though we offer free photos, people screenshot the photos. I was going to ask that. I
1: actually kind of bit my tongue. I was like, let's not give everyone the no. cheat code. But
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, they still screenshot it, even though they can hi- download the high-res version. Well, if they just screenshot it, then we don't have that data point, and we can't say, hey, this many people actually benefited from your sponsorship or from you like having us out. Um, so we're building all kinds of technology. To, you know We're, we're going to go completely app-based, which is... Completely different in our industry. Everybody's website based. My background's is in websites, so it's like website development and stuff. So it's a big transition for me to getting into you know going straight you know mobile. Um, but I think that it's the future because uh, um, the data, just being able to say, okay, hey, this person screenshotted it. Now we know that they benefited from our service.
0: You know, right now, well, can you can you still make it as a web app, but just make a, a mobile app that just kind of wraps that around to get that additional. Absolutely, yeah. A couple so additional things that you want to do,
2: yeah. So we'll have like we'll kind of do something similar to like a YouTube model, where um, you know we get, we can say where do we want to deliver these photos and say okay, it's available on mobile, it's available on web. Some of that could have be, be time sensitive, so maybe for the first thirty days or sixty days, it's mobile only, and then it eventually goes to the web. But yeah, I mean, and actually, like we're since we go through so much volume, you know, you're talking about tens of thousands of people. Um, the apps have to be perfect. Yeah. So it's like we can't just roll out halfway, you know, half working system, especially if we're
1: going to force people into this method. Um, I think we've determined it around episode four that no software really works the way that. No, none of it works. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. There's <laughs> that's why they all have Stackify. There, I was going to say there's a different app for checking why why your software doesn't work, right? Yeah. Okay. That's Stackify. Stackify. Yeah. It's Stackify dot com. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure that stackify.com was the right, yes, right address for right, checking right. whether or not your own software works.
2: Well, so like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was not a shameless plug. It, and we actually use stackify to know if stackify works. Yeah. It's, hopefully, yeah. hopefully it yeah. Does, it's not giving you too much information. <laughs> um, Brandon, that, how long do you keep this data? And it, that's gotta be a pretty big thing too, doesn't it? You know, with, um, cloud storage
2: um, you know we use uh, Amazon for all of our storage you know it's it's nothing and actually there's a lot of uh, photo companies that they just get rid of it but um, I don't they just don't have a long-term vision I don't think um, for the data they don't see the value in it for us we have years and years of photos and a lot of people it's the same people running races you know, there's new people and that come and go, but a lot of people are doing these races, you know, week after week. And so uh, we'll be able, be able to launch uh, re- athlete profiles
0: and, and things like that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, can, can you sell them like uh, coffee mugs and calendars and all kinds of crap like that with their photos? I mean, going you get sell, creative with that stuff? We're going to
2: sell them some stuff, but right now we're totally focused on the user acquisition. So like that's what we've been doing the whole time is this user acquisition. Um, we're finally getting to a point where it's like, okay, now that we have them, what do we do with them?
0: <laughs> you know. So and so your goal now is to go to the race and get the race to pay you. Is it they usually is it a couple thousand dollars or something like that that they pay to then and that helps you pay the photographers?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, we we actually charge on like a per photographer per hour basis. Okay. Um, and we um, we pay really well, so we hire the you know really professional photographers. And you do this all over the country. Yeah. So have you so, done some international actually, events too. Not yet. Uh, yeah. we were just in Hawaii last month. Oh, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's another good part of the business is that, you know, um, but you have to find have, photographers in all these
0: places, right?
2: Yeah. But that's part of the community development and, you know, uh, just, um, so we, we got like a not- notification on Saturday before the race and then Hawaii and, and we left on Monday. So we're like, okay, we're going, we wanted to get some a little bit of travel time before the race. Who wouldn't want to uh, go to Hawaii? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a really good part of the the business that's kind of helped us be a little bit more sane because, uh, you know, we should do some fun things. Yeah. Uh, Last year, like San Diego or San Francisco or, I mean, actually we'll be in like uh, Savannah in in like a a week and a half. So do you go
0: to like the Boston Marathon every year and stuff like that?
2: Um, We should go to Boston because it's a great opportunity to network. We'll probably be going out there. I'm not sure if we'll uh, make it this year, but um, we, we need that on our schedule, even if we're not shooting it um, but, uh, hopefully eventually we can work on that as well.
1: So I've had a lot of photographers sign up for gigabook and I've talked to a few of them and, you know, a lot of them are kind of disrupted by the actual phones that we carry in our pocket, meaning the needs and ways that photographers are able to make money and do stuff has changed a lot because, you know, you look at years ago, you know, you weren't able to I, I don't know I can take a pretty high resolution picture with my with my phone. How do you guys? Uh, ha, has that had any effect on or the perceived effect on totally. your business? So so
2: perception is that photos will be great. Um, we, initial or from the phone. Um, initially, we did a bunch of photo booths, like to where we would we would take photo. We'd have a photographer staffed to shoot um, you know groups and stuff like that, and. Um, now we don't really we don't really want to do that. Um, we focus on actually the the race part where we're where we're getting a lot more volume. So let give you an example: like a photographer um, shooting a photo booth may get four hundred group photos, whereas if they're shooting, you know, on the core somewhere, maybe like three or four thousand. And so, from like a um, just servicing everybody, it's been better for us to just focus on that portion and let people use their phones to take the. Or the photo booth shots. Yeah. So a
0: lot of the photographers that are doing this work for you—is it um, kind of a second job for them? Yeah, it's all freelance. So it's a great weekend gig for them to go sure. to these races and make a few bucks and have fun hanging out right. at the race. And yeah, I was three thousandth out of three thousand this morning. I know we had to wait a long time.
1: <laughs> I actually I didn't finish. <laughs> they gave me a ride. They're like, "Look, man, we can't just sit here and wait for you." They throw you on a golf cart? Yeah. And then they charged me per mile. I didn't realize it had a little Uber thing on the front of it. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that Uber did, you know, actual marathons and races and stuff like that. Um, so, Brandon, what's in the future for sports photos? Like, what do you how do you see the company growing? Like, what are your what are some of your big plans for it? Other than, you know, some of the stuff I I, I think the app, you know, I like the I, I think the idea for the uh, you know, the online journal of all my races, I can see that being kind of cool. Cause you know, that's running a race and, you know, I joke about it cause it's something I'm not sure I could ever bring myself to do. meaning run 26 miles or even 13 or whatever. Um, but that's, you know, that's an achievement every time that occurs. So I can see someone wanting to catalog that in a way. Is mm-hmm. that, is that a future subscripti- subscription based thing for you guys or, Okay, so um, first part is like,
2: what's the future? Um, I do think that we will have a uh, um, a subscription club, um, but it won't just be for photography. Our photography is really like a way to gain trust and grant gain, you know, have a brand that um, the athletes know. But then we'll launch a couple other things. Uh, so we're definitely looking at a subscription model um, where we help um, bridge some of the tech gaps in the race industry, um, so we can. Uh, Give people it could be a discount club, you know, for access to races and different kinds of, you know, over um, inventory stack or, or swag, um, and uh, also like you know we're, we're still developing this uh, club, but but, um, you know, so for our for our, we we think the apps of the future that's going to help us like really grow. Just so going back to that, you know, we have last year we did. Um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame marathon, and they wanted to put a football card around a football card frame. Um, so we think these frames are really powerful for brands to integrate. Um, and, and so I haven't seen anyone do frames or you know, frames like this on professional photos. It's all been user generated content. So I think if we can bridge that gap, um, so we had these football cards loaded on the uh, frames, and. The, the tricky part is, you know, when we shoot these photos, sometimes we're zoomed out a little bit. So maybe they're a little bit further off. So at, once we were processing the photos and exporting these with the frames, um, you know, we actually had to crop every photo. So it's like, you know, we, have to, now we didn't even think about having to crop 30,000-plus photos. Um, so it's a huge problem. But with our app, we can let them We'll load the frame, load the image behind it, let them pinch the zoom, reposition themselves, and then they can lock the frame in how they want um and then a lot of people wanted to go to facebook with it uh, you know for their profile pic well all their profile pics are square so you know now we have landscape frame a portrait frame and then it also needs a square frame to, to, to you know make it a really consistent branded event and so we're just we're you know tracking down this uh, you know every single aspect of this and it's uh It's great because now we we get to deliver uh, for the sponsor, but then also in the app, we can control things like if we want to show a video message when they download it, and we can say, you know, hey, you know, like thank you for running this event. You know, this sponsor brought, you know, this photo is brought to you by the sponsor. And so it's definitely going to be an ad technology um, platform. So, like, and we've talked to some other organizations. for high school events and stuff like that, we think it will translate uh, from the races to youth sports and stuff like that. Um, we're just really happy with uh, races because we can integrate, we can work with like 10,000 people in a morning. And, um, it, you know, I don't know a lot of startups that can just walk in, take a bunch of photos, get, you know, 8,000 users in a morning. Yeah.
1: You know, that's, no, that's not the way it normally works. Oh yeah.
0: Usually just people will just show up like crazy.
1: We have the plan on the wall, start up, <laughs> yeah. cash in, sell out, buy a jet and then repeat. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, the real plan that's on the wall is get quite a bit of variations, but it doesn't include running a marathon either. No, that's not true. for you. I wouldn't repeat when I was done. I know that <laughs> for a fact, you know, you, you talk about cropping photos and dealing with that kind of stuff and not realizing, uh, you know, that one solution or perceived solution might create a bunch of other problems. I'll tell you what the struggle is real on that. I, I, um, just We just did that with Gigabook. We gave our users better control of cropping their own images, like their logos or their service providers or whatever. And then all of a sudden, we realized, oh, wow, we're not using the same aspect ratio on every single one of our booking applications. So, we had to kind of stick with one of these, you know, just a square. And, you know, to take that to the next level, I literally subscribe to, uh, to Canva.com. So, I can easily create the different shapes and everything like i don't understand why cropping a photo is so hard like it's really frustrating when you look at like the banner to your youtube channel or facebook or twitter any of these things are all different sizes you try to upload it and it's too zoomed down it's cutting your head off and you're like why can't i just get this in one way so good luck with that it's, a, it's definitely tricky
2: uh there, there's some tricks out there um uh, there's some uh AWS has an article on um, generating you know everything a lot of things are going in ser- serverless so a lot of, you know these uh, applications are starting to be processed in real time on the cloud so for example we can and, and I'm not implementing this yet but I, I want to because I think it'll save us a lot of um, save the users a little bit of speed for bandwidth and stuff but um, and you can say here are the dimensions on want this image to be and then it gives you back the image and in the, in, the, in the right um, and there's a, there's a service called Thummer. T-H-U-M-B-O-R, I think. Um, and it'll try to take the image and figure out what part of the
1: image you should have, you know, based Ooh. on that size. Can I use that to crop Matt Watson out of all the photos that we're in together? You can try. <laughs> Thanks. Or can I, well, <laughs> let me back that up. Can I use that to put Matt into all oh, of my okay. photos? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a family photo like a month ago and Matt's not in it. And I'm sitting here looking at it and I'm like, where is Watson? I think we should Photoshop Batman into all the photos. Oh my God. All right. Should we tell that story just because it's <laughs> yeah, kind funny? Yeah, I think we should, yeah. So Those are my favorite photos. It, they're really kind of funny. And we'll, you know, we'll post one of them. Okay. Uh, at my, my kids were born 11 days apart. And, uh, so of course that means that one of them is getting cheated when it comes to a birthday party every year for the rest <laughs> of their lives. So we did a dual birthday party. One was one, the other was three. And, um, you know, we had a bounced castle and all this stuff and the kids were having a good time. And the future attraction was my wife hired a Batman actor and we hyped it up. We got the kids all excited. So it started with Batman being late. And then the Batman that came in, oh, man, I mean, you're really just going to need to visit the Startup Hustle Facebook chat to see how ratchet this guy really was. But it was such a remarkably uncomfortable feeling (laughs) that uh, my wife looked like she wanted to crawl into a hole and die.
0: Would you say that was fair? Well, she found a man on Craigslist. To come into our house. It's not true. Dressed no, up as Batman. That's not
1: true. It was actually through a service that oh, okay. actually does this. And the reason he was late was because this guy was booked all day. Um, yeah. His his Batman. <laughs> he, this is like Batman that woke up on the side of a dumpster or something. But we managed We managed to uh, turn <laughs> Thomas. <and> I had <laughs> been taking pictures at, at my own event. And, uh, you know, we... Uh, We spent, you know, we actually turned that in. And here's the thing is like, you know, this guy was rented for like 45 minutes or an hour. So, you know, five minutes in, we're like, oh, my God, what have we done here? And uh, we turned it into, (laughs) you hear some laughing in the background. Matt's sharing some pictures. Uh, Batman had two crooked ears, a rumpled (laughs) mask, and he looks like he's, what, maybe 19? He couldn't even
0: see out of his mask.
1: Yeah. Um, So anyway, in order to kind of uh, loosen up the vibe and make my wife feel better and have a little fun, I, I actually made everybody at the party get their picture with Batman. So we've got a lot of Batman photos. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Um, so Brandon, how, how do we reach you, contact you if we have an event that we want to do photos at, or maybe if I'm a photographer that's interested in, uh, bringing some business to your platform? Um, so you can definitely reach me at Brandon at sportsphotos.com as well as, um,
2: going to the website and, uh, you can submit a support request or something like that. And we'd get back
1: with you. Okay, so you're going to see him at the KC Marathon. That's how you, how you see him. I didn't qualify today. I didn't make the cut. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, they were like, divorce you look good, but dude, you have to finish the race. <laughs> you know, here's a funny thing. It was only one lap around the track. I know I was trying to raise money for charity so if you're someone that pledged per lap you actually don't even have to make a contribution (laughs) Um, so well hey Brandon thanks for coming in Uh, if you guys get a chance to check out sportsphotos.com I've been there there's a lot of cool stuff there if you're a photographer you're interested in doing some work Brandon uh, reach out and uh, we're doing a photo session now right Yeah, yeah 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 okay and is Batman here yet? yeah he's waiting awesome Brandon, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. See you you guys next time.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit StartupHustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.